1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Welcome to Coronapod. In this show, we're going to bring you nature's take on the latest COVID-19 developments. And we'll be speaking to experts around the world about research during the pandemic.
1: We're entering a new era now. We have new COVID strategies, there's some new unknowns, and we've got a vaccine.
0: Hello and welcome to Coronapod. I'm Noah Baker and joining me this week is Nature Podcast old hand Kerry Smith. Kerry, how are you?
1: Hello. I don't know how many listeners will remember me, but um, here I am again.
0: I'm sure they will. Okay, so this week we're going to be talking about Breastfeeding. Now, this may seem with a half a moment's thought like an odd topic to be talking about on a coronavirus podcast. But actually, it's really important because a lot of people around the world are breastfeeding. Kerry, we've got a feature about this in Nature. Can you tell me why you wanted to commission this feature in the first place? So
1: I think for much the same reason as we recently commissioned a feature on pregnancy and COVID, in that it's not really an area that's been very well explored in terms of the vaccine trials, for example. None of the early trials of Moderna, of the Pfizer vaccine or of the other vaccines that are available have included lactating people or pregnant people. So there's really been a kind of gap of information. And if you were breastfeeding and you were offered the vaccine, what were you supposed to do about that? There was no real information on whether... It was safe to receive this vaccine, whether you would make antibodies in the way that somebody who isn't breastfeeding would do, and whether those antibodies would be beneficial to you or the mother's dream, potentially beneficial to your baby.:
0: Yeah, I have to say, in my kind of off time when I've not been creating chronopod and reporting in general, I have been volunteering giving vaccines at a vaccine center, and it's one of the questions that we ask before we give every vaccine is, is it possible you might be pregnant and are you going to be or likely to be breastfeeding in the near future? And the reason we ask that question is because that usually automatically triggers a conversation with one of the healthcare professionals, usually a general practitioner that's at the site, to have a conversation with the person that is potentially going to get the vaccine on that day so they can talk about the things we don't know and the things we do know so that they can make an informed decision about that. Because a lot of stuff we have data on, and up until recently, we did not have that much data on breastfeeding.
1: I mean, the studies are still quite small, I should probably say that from the outset, but scientists are now looking into these questions of whether it's, Safe and whether the antibodies could be beneficial to the mother and to the baby. But you're right, you know, most people are giving advice to breastfeeding people on the basis of, you know, we don't think it can do any harm. There's no plausible risk that we can imagine, but we just don't really know if that's the case because people haven't really been checking until reasonably recently.
0: And I think it's worth mentioning that this isn't solely a case of the trials haven't been done in people that are breastfeeding. Breastfeeding is quite a significant biological process. And there is a lot that happens when someone is breastfeeding. And the same is true as pregnancy. So there are reasons that you would want to have specific trial data from these people. However, as you say, a lot of the scientists are saying there is no reason that we can see that this could be a problem.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are, as you you say, that there are physiological differences, obviously, between somebody who's pregnant or breastfeeding and somebody who isn't. And that starts with, you know, the The process of being pregnant and growing a baby which can impact your respiratory system which can mean you might be more prone to covid in the first place i mean that doesn't switch off the moment you give birth so that could still be an issue for people who are in the early stages of, of breastfeeding a newborn And also the immune system is slightly suppressed in order that the baby can grow properly. And it wasn't clear if that could affect somebody differently. So we can't necessarily transfer lessons from people who are not lactating or people who are not pregnant onto people who are, because this is a slightly different population. And then, of course, you know, when you're breastfeeding, we do know quite a lot about how different molecules transfer through the milk. We know that some vaccines are recommended in pregnancy in order to protect the baby. So the whooping cough vaccine, here in the UK at least, is given at about 20 weeks of pregnancy, I think, 16 to 20 weeks. And the idea there is that the mother begins making antibodies which transfer through the placenta. We also know that antibodies transfer through the breast milk, that the mother might make antibodies having received the flu vaccine, for example, and those could transfer through the milk. But, you know, for COVID, we can't assume that the same is true. Some medications and some vaccines are not recommended in pregnancy. These tend to be the vaccines with a weakened form of a live virus, for example, yellow fever. So there aren't that many vaccines that are kind of contraindicated, but some can be. And some medications transfer through the milk. And it's not advised
0: that mums take high doses, for example, of aspirin and and some other drugs. So we've mentioned that there are some data that are coming out now that are giving us sort of more of a steer. And I am going to come to that in a minute. But first, I want to discuss a little bit more about this process of transferring antibodies or other things into the breast milk, because I think it's really fascinating. And I honestly didn't know much about it before I read this feature. So we know the newborn babies are not very good at generating their own antibodies and so they rely on the parent to some extent to get those antibodies and there's a couple of routes through which that can happen.
1: Yeah so until about three to six months babies are not very good, their immune systems are immature, they're not very good at making antibodies for themselves. When they are still... In the womb, the mother will make antibodies um, and those will transfer through the placenta and into the baby's blood. So that's a great way of giving them some immunity. Otherwise, once they're born, they will receive antibodies through the milks. So once lactation begins, this type of cell called a B cell, which is constantly producing antibodies elsewhere in the mother's body, The mammary glands send out like a homing signal to these B cells. And so they come to the mammary glands and they park there and they produce thousands of antibodies ready to move into the breast milk. And there are cells that allow antibodies
0: and other molecules like, you know, caffeine and some medications to be introduced into the milk. And small molecules can pass into the breast milk just because they're so small. But antibodies are actively packaged up and put there.
1: Yeah. As you say, unlike molecules like caffeine, which at diluted levels can pass kind of passively through the cells and end up in the milk, these antibodies are packaged. So receptors on the surface of the cells that line the milk duct will grab them, package them in a little kind of submarine, basically, and then send them out the other side into the milk.
0: And that has led scientists to ask these questions about, well, could the vaccine itself get into the breast milk because it's a small molecule? Or do antibodies produced as a result of the vaccine get into the breast milk? And those are the kind of studies that are now being done.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, one of the first questions scientists wanted to ask was, is it safe to receive this vaccine? And they suspected that it probably was going to be, because as you probably know, if those of you who've had a vaccine or you're waiting for one, the vaccine goes into the muscles of the upper arm most usually, and it really just stays there. What's happening is that the immune system is responding to it there, but the vaccine itself just breaks down, and what you're left with is an immune response. It was considered very unlikely that any components of the vaccine would manage to survive their journey into the arm, get into the blood, and then get into the breast milk. People just couldn't really see a way that that was happening. But of course, they did want to check. And when researchers have looked at breast milk, they have not found any components of certainly the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccine. So it looks like the vaccine itself is not going anywhere near the milk.
0: Okay, so no vaccine itself in the milk. What about antibodies? Because they're pretty important.
1: They are. And I mean, of course, that's the reason why most of us are having our vaccines and people who've had COVID will generate antibodies also. And these are what provide us with some protection, we hope, going forward. So researchers really wanted to know whether COVID antibodies would turn up in breast milk following an infection or following a vaccine. And they do seem to. They do seem to pass... From the mother's blood through these milk duct cells via these receptors and into the milk. And several studies now have found that that is the
0: case for COVID antibodies. And of course, that's now led people to think well, are they any use? And that's, I guess, the next question to ask. Are they any use? Like how long do they have to be there? When will scientists know answers to these questions?
1: So we know from other infections. um, Studies have looked at, for example, middle ear infection. Babies who are breastfed exclusively for six months have far fewer of these middle ear infections than those who are breastfed for a shorter time or, or don't receive any breast milk. And in these breastfed babies, there's also a lower risk of respiratory tract infections. And one presumes that the reason for that is because antibodies to these infections are transferring through the milk and the same could be true for covid antibodies we really don't know I mean it's unclear yet and studies are ongoing to find out if breastfed babies get fewer covid infections and I guess I should also mention that a couple of teams have taken breast milk samples they've sorted out the antibodies and they've tried you know pitting them against the SARS-CoV-2 virus in a pet tradition, found that they do seem to have the ability to neutralise the virus. So the antibodies that make it through into the breast milk and make it into the baby may be able to provide some level of immunity. It's a pretty amazing system and a pretty amazing fluid that comes out the other end of it, right? Like this is their food source and also, to some extent, their medicine. And hopefully we'll find out through these studies and more that are happening that that is true of COVID like it is of other infections.
0: And of course, that is one final thing is we don't yet have a clear picture of how long people continue to produce antibodies after getting the vaccine. So that's another question about how long those antibodies are being transferred across to the baby through the breast milk. But again, early indication seems to be it's for a a good chunk of time.
1: Yeah, I mean, scientists don't yet know how long vaccinated people will continue to make these antibodies and be protected. And of course, Lactating or not, we're all very keen to know the answers to that. Will we need booster shots or, you know, how long will my vaccine kind of work for me? But there is some evidence that indicates that these antibodies do hang around for a considerable time and continue to get made. And a small study of only thirty-three people suggested earlier this year that antibody production in adults who've had the Moderna vaccine does continue for a number of months, up to six months. So that could mean that if you're one of those people who had a jab, that you're making the antibodies for six months and then transferring them to your baby.
0: And so I suppose that's a kind of a wait and see in terms of how protected a baby might be by receiving antibodies through the breast milk. But the kind of top line from the still relatively limited data we have so far is that the vaccine appears to be safe for someone that is carrying a child or someone that's breastfeeding and given that there do appear to be higher risks of hospitalisation for someone that is pregnant there's even more reasons that it might be very beneficial to have the vaccine.
1: Yeah as you said pregnant people are more likely to suffer severe disease if they get Covid so it's obviously going to be a good idea for the mother to get a Covid vaccine and as for the worry that people have had that these might be dangerous for the breastfed baby that does not seem to be the case.
0: Okay, so I'm going to keep watching these studies. I'm really fascinated to find out if the kind of early indications do bear out and we do find out that protection is being provided through breast milk to babies against COVID. But for now, Kerry, thank you so much. I hope to speak to you again soon. Have a good day.
1: Thanks, Noah.